Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now here's your host, Chris Arnzen. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at Iron Sharpens Iron radio.com this is chris arnson your host of iron sharpens iron radio wishing you all a happy monday on this 27th day of february 2023 i thank all of you who prayed for my safe travels uh, during my visit last week to long island new york my old stomping grounds where i was raised and lived until 2014 uh, before uh, relocating to Carlisle, Pennsylvania. I uh, attended the memorial tribute of a dear friend who went home to eternity with Christ, Bobby Lloyd, uh, the founder and president of Long Island Citizens for Community Values. Uh, he was also a pastor. And although Bobby and I had some theological differences, he was a Pentecostal, he was a a pastor in the Assemblies of God, and I being a Reformed Baptist, we definitely had our differences, but uh, I still viewed him as one of uh, the most godly men that I've met on Long Island while living there, and he had the courage uh, to vehemently and vociferously and publicly renounce and warn against the, the presidential candidacy of Barack Obama, uh, Bobby was a black brother, and uh, this uh, caused a lot of anger in the black community where he lived, uh, and many of the black pastors were very upset with him over that. He was risking the financial or the loss of financial support for Long Island citizens for community values, and uh, I never asked him specifically if he did indeed lose a lot of financial support because of his position, but he was willing to lose it because it was more important for him, uh, for the uh, the black pastors of Long Island, and any pastor for that matter, uh, to be more concerned about rescuing children from slaughter uh, in the abortion mills of Long Island than it was uh, to elect our first black president. And uh, I respect Bobby very highly for that. And he has a fascinating testimony. He was a heroin dealer before coming to Christ, spent some time in prison. It was supposed to be a life sentence under the Rockefeller law. He was released early by God's grace and mercy. And his best friend's sister, who was a Christian, led him to Christ. And he wound up marrying that woman, Diane Lloyd, 
and they were married for over 40 years. So I ask, I ask for you folks to pray for Diane Lord and all of the survivors uh, in Bobby's family who he left behind. And also pray for Long Island Citizens for Community Values, the organization he founded that it continues to exist. And by the way, that organization is mainly in existence to shut down porn shops, strip clubs, and anything involved uh, in sexual sin. Uh, shut those organizations down when they rise up in, in residential neighborhoods. And Bobby and Long Island Citizens for Community Values was so successful at doing that that Mayor Giuliani uh, begged uh, Bobby to go to New York City and assist him with his cleanup of Times Square in Manhattan, which he did. And uh, so uh, he was a, a very well-known man with a very powerful presence on Long Island, and he loved Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, even though he knew, as we are doing today, I was often very critical of Pentecostalism, and he even would often say to me, keep doing what you're doing, brother, and he would call into the show with questions, and, um, and he would tell me how much he loved the show, and I said, Bobby, you, kn you do know that I am often very critical of Pentecostalism, and he said, yes, I know, brother, but I don't want you to change a thing, uh, and he shared uh, many of my uh, concerns over what is going on in the name of Pentecostalism and the charismatic movement, so not... Not all Pentecostals and Charismatics believe in everything that goes on under that umbrella. But uh, so uh, just keep praying for the Lloyd family and LICCV. But uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to all my friends out there in Long Island who made my stay there a much more of a wonderful experience. Uh, I want to thank uh, my friend Brian McLaughlin of New Hyde Park Baptist Church. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jason Contino and his wife, Christine, of Harborview Christian Church in Port Jefferson. I want to thank uh, Mac Tomlinson of Providence Chapel in Denton, Texas, and the speakers at his conference, which took place on Long Island, which is one of the reasons I was there, and everybody who it would take me too long uh, to thank, name by name, uh, who made my uh, stay there such a blessing. Thank all of you, and I look forward to my return. Uh, but today, I'm thrilled to have back on the program an old friend, Jerry Johnson, a Reformed Christian apologist, a documentarian, and producer of the successful DVD series, Amazing Grace, the History and Theology of Calvinism. Today, we're going to be discussing one man's journey from conditional salvation to the peace, security, and assurance of the perseverance and the preservation of the saints. And it's my honor and privilege to welcome you back the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Jerry Johnson. Thank you, Chris. Uh, before we get started, let me uh, add something. I, uh, I I know this guy Bobby went through. In 2012, I wrote up a document, and I got 50 scholars to sign it, <clears throat> that Christians need to be careful about voting for Mitt Romney because they do not want to confuse the Mormon gospel, which is really no gospel at all, with the Christian gospel. And that's all I said. Just be careful. Make sure you make a distinction between the Christian gospel and the Mormon gospel. And I cannot believe how many people got upset over that. Wow. 
Well, and it's, it's also interesting that even as a politician, uh, Mitt Romney turned out to be a fraud and is a lot more left-leaning than he pretended yeah. to be. I, and I told people that. I said, you know what? This guy is obama light. Yes. That's all he is, is obama light. Yes. And people got mad at me. I voted for a third-party candidate because I just could not. Of course, I wasn't going to vote for Barack Obama, but I also couldn't vote for Mitt Romney. And I just couldn't do it with a clear conscience. You know? Amen. So I, I took a, I wrote up a document called For the Sake of the Gospel. Your listeners might be able to find it online. Uh, side note here. Um, the most support I got was from dispensational scholars. And uh, I thought that was really funny considering I had done a video on, uh, the dangers of dispensationalism. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. But, uh, <laughs> well, uh, this, uh, program today is going to deal primarily with your own testimony. Yes, sir. Uh, when you became a Christian, you were not only a five-point Arminian. I don't know if you used that phrase or term. No, I never did. But it, I didn't even know what it meant. But 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 that would be an accurate way of describing you, because that is an accurate. Yes, way, sir. That that is an accurate way to describe most Pentecostals, which you were. Now, yeah. tell us about that whole story. In fact, well, what, why don't you start me... start with your salvation to begin with? Even though you've given your testimony before, this is not your what. It... Go ahead. All right. What had happened was my wife was downstairs making dinner and we had like a one month old baby and I was upstairs playing with the baby. And I can remember looking at him and saying, I can't be a father to this kid. I don't even know how I'm a kid myself. So I, for some reason, I just started to pray and it was like something had lifted off of my eyes. I don't know how to describe it. And I went downstairs and I told my wife, I said, you know, I want to start going to church. And she was like, oh, that's so nice. White picket fence, children playing, going to church will be the perfect nuclear family, you know. And she realized very quickly, I was serious. I became a Christian before she did. And, uh, of course, my parents had gone to a charismatic church. And the only thing in our town was a Pentecostal church. It was actually Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. And, I mean, I love those people. They, they were great. Some of the most godly people I have ever known. And, you know... There were things, I will say this, and I'm not saying it for a point of pride, but uh, it is an actual fact. I could not get enough of the Word of God. Uh, I mean, within three months, I had read all the New Testament and probably two-thirds of the Old Testament, and I just couldn't get enough. And I was sitting with my pastor, a great man. I still talk with him. He's a very godly man. And I will never forget, we were in our office, in his office. Well, let, let me say this first. One of the things I heard from the pulpit was, if you die in your sins, you're going to go to hell. 
So you got to keep yourself righteous, you know, but we could have the most powerful praise and worship, tongues, fire and prophecy sermon. And if I walked out, little Susie was in front of me and I see little now I'm older. If Susie was in front of me and she had a little sway in her hips and I thought some impure thought, of course, I had read in Matthew chapter five, where Christ said, if you look upon a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery. Well, Susie has that little swing in her hips. I have a bad thought. I step out on the road. I get hit by a Mack truck. You're going to die in your sins and you're going to go to hell. It didn't take me much to figure that out. They said that, Chris, I don't know how many times. If you die in your sins, you're going to go to hell. And the thing is, in my mind, I couldn't stop sinning. And I can remember one day I was in the bathroom. I was looking at myself in the mirror. And I said, woe to God that I were back in Egypt. I wish I had never heard about the gospel. I wish I'd never heard about Christ. I wish I'd never heard about this because I believed at that point that the only way that, that you are going to be saved is if you keep yourself clean after your salvation. You know, Christ's sins or Christ's death paid for your sins up to the point of salvation. But after that, it was up to you. And it was a really a load too heavy to bear. I mean, I hated it. I still went to church. I still loved the Lord. I couldn't stop doing that. But I kind of felt like Martin Luther loved God. Sometimes I hate him. And that was the thing. I always felt like I was being condemned. And I will never forget the day I was in Dwayne's office, our senior pastor, and what had happened was I had read a passage in Colossians, and I'm going to quote it for you, and I'm going to do it from the King James Version, because if it was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. (laughs) No, I learned everything in the King James, so I'm kind of used to quoting that. But anyway, I read this passage, and a thought hit my mind that had never hit my mind before. But here's the passage. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together us with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. And the thought that hit my mind was, how many of my sins were in the future when Christ died on the cross? Every single one of them, all of them, past, present, future. And I thought I had discovered something great. And I went to Dwayne, and I was sitting down talking with him. And it was like every passage that the Lord was bringing back to my remembrance, I was just spouting off. And bless his heart, Dwayne was just sitting in his office chair, and he was facing me, and he had his arms crossed. And, uh, you know, he looked at me and said, you sound like a Baptist. (laughs) And lo and behold, (laughs) a month later, I was. I sound like a Baptist. So 
that 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 is what started my journey and i'll make it real quick i started reading spurgeon sermons uh probably about six months later and that kind of cemented the deal so that that's how my reform journey started now I, I don't want to give people the idea because the doctrine of eternal security, if you watch the Amazing Grace DVD, I was very careful to make sure that I wrote in there that reformed people do not believe the doctrine of eternal security, at least the way it's presented today. And, you know, there there was this belief that you know, there was an old ditty, free from the law, O blessed condition, we may sin as we please and still have remission. I do not believe, <laughs> I do not believe that at all. And but but what happened was um if you look at was it Philippians one six, I'm gonna quote it here. Um and this is something that really kind of resonated with me. Being confident of this very thing. Notice that the apostle Paul says he wants you to be confident. You need to be confident of it. It's sure. It's solid. I mean, nothing should change your mind. Being confident of this very thing that he, of course, we didn't begin the good work, but he did, which he hath begun a good work in you. He will perform a lot of modern translations. Uh, I actually do like them better, but uh, the best word there is complete in our day and age. He will bring it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So it wasn't me that started it. It was God that started it. It was God, the Holy Spirit, and he is going to bring it to completion until or when the day or in the day of Jesus Christ. So it's not up to me. He's the author and the finisher of my faith, not me. So if I do sin, which I sin every day, and that was the thing that got Martin Luther was he sinned every day. That's not why he would spend hours and hours in the confessional. His, his, uh, uh, what do you call them? Not contemporaries. Come on. I'm Co- looking for the word. Colleagues? The other monks in the monastery. They thought he was a gold bricker because he would be in the confessional for four, five, six hours. He would confess everything. And he would walk out of the confessional and think, ah, now I have absolution. And then he would remember once then he didn't confess. And then it would all start all over again. And that's really what got him. And that's also kind of what got me. And, and I do believe, and they wouldn't say it, but I do believe it's because they have a very low view of the atonement. They don't understand it totally. But when Christ died, he died for all of our sins, past, present, and future. I think it would probably be good to uh, step back a few steps and highlight some of the things that you said so that they are not misunderstood or forgotten by our listeners. 
uh, there are dear brethren who disagree with us on this issue of perseverance and preservation of the saints. In fact, there are brethren who disagree with us on opposite sides of the theological spectrum. You have those who believe you, that a truly regenerate, a truly born-again Christian can lose eternal life, can lose salvation, and wind up going to hell. And you also have those on the other side of the spectrum who, in fact, I would say are more dangerous in the body of Christ, even though they agree with us that a true Christian cannot lose their salvation. They redefine what a true Christian is. Uh, you You will have those that are guilty of the sin, the heresies of easy believism and cheap grace, who will say that a person, a sinner, is guaranteed eternal life just by reciting a prayer. Uh, right. Going forward in an altar call, raising their hand at Bible camp, even if they're six years Which, old. Which, by the way, none of that is biblical. That is all made right. up. That was a Charles Finney invention. And Finney was a Pelagius. He wasn't even Arminian. Right. In fact, you even said, I never heard anybody say this before, but when, my, when I interviewed you on Finney, you said something quite profound. You said, don't make the mistake of calling Charles Finney a synergist. He was a monergist, but the wrong kind of monergist. Yes. He gave, he, he, he gave all the glory to man, not God. Yeah, he's an anthromonergist. So he believes man is the author and finisher of his faith. Yeah. Now, he never said that right. in proper words. But if you read his theology, which is about the worst thing I've ever read, and it's it's funny, I asked people, uh, I had a guy when we came out with a DVD, The Case Against Charles D. Finney, I had a guy write up a, uh, or I'm sorry, a guy wrote up a review of it, and he hadn't even watched it. And I was like, you don't understand. I'm not saying Charles Finney was an Arminian. I believe there are many godly Arminians out there. You know, I I wish I could be as godly as they are, but I think they're wrong about this. But Finney was a moralist through and through. He believed that man would initiate it and end it on his own. He didn't need Christ. It was good to have Christ. But in the end, man could do it all on his own, which is what Pelagius believed. Yes, so we want to reassure those listening uh, that uh, we, although we reject five-point Arminianism or the concept that a truly regenerate person can lose eternal life, eternal life is eternal. You can't lose eternal life. Uh, right. And, and Chris, just a note, that is one thing I told Brother Dwayne when we were sitting there. I quoted John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. And I can remember saying, Dwayne, I have everlasting life now. I have eternal life now. Not yes. when I die. You know, I've got it now. And 
I, I mean, I, I don't know. I will tell you this. I, I want your listeners to hear because I want to go a little bit into the doctrine uh, of eternal security, which I believe is half of the doctrine. There's truth in it, but it's also mingled with a lot of leaven. Yes, what I say, so, when, I, when people use that phrase, eternal security, I say yeah. that is a true label, but uh, a um, an incomplete or deficient label. It doesn't give the whole story. Yeah, it's it's like it's one side of the coin. Right. You know, it's, so. insuff- it's insufficient as a description. Yes, sir. That is correct. Now, do let me tell you this. Years ago, I was debating an Assembly of God pastor, funny enough, on this doctrine of perseverance of the saints. And he said to me, because I, I use that phrase. I said, brother, do you believe every time I sin? I mean, my wife has a cupcake and I covet the cupcake. All right. That's a sin. Do you believe every time I sin that I am losing my salvation? And he said, no. And I said, now, wait a minute, brother. If, if you're saying no, what about driving too fast in your car? You're breaking the law. You're caught making or you're doing a sin. What, what if you go out and tie one on? You know, you drink too much. And of course he didn't drink. So <laughs> that, that didn't work. But what if you do anything else? What if you rob a bank? You know, anything like that. What if you commit adultery? What if you do something like that? If you are a true believer, because David committed adultery, and I believe David showed himself to be a true believer. I believe he was wrong to do it, but I believe he was a true believer because he came to repentance. And I think that is the the main thing, if you will, that that, that separates the believer from the non-believer. The non-believer doesn't hear. He's living that lie uh, free from the law, oh, happy condition. We may sin as we please and still have remission. If you believe that, you're believing a doctrine straight from the gates of hell, a doctrine of demons. But You know, I can tell you, I hate my sin. I hate it with every fiber of my being, you know. But uh, the thing is, I don't rely on myself. I rely on the perfect Savior that I have. And he's the one that is going to redeem me because it was was God that started the good work in me, and he's going to bring it to completion until the day of Christ, not me. So I do want to be good. I want to follow his law. But I know when I stumble, he's going to be there. And see, the thing is, I have a sinful nature. And even though I have a new nature also, my flesh wars against my spirit. And the Apostle Paul pointed that out. The, you know, a wretched man that I am. Who's going to save me from this body of flesh? Well, the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to save you. Amen. And we have to go to our first break right now. If anybody has a question for my guest, Jerry Johnson, uh, whether you agree with him, whether you disagree with him, whether you're just not sure, 
please uh, send us an email to chrisarnzen at gmail.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence, and your country of residence if you live outside of the USA, and only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Let's say you are in a church that believes a truly regenerate born-again believer can lose his or her salvation, and you have come to disagree with that opinion, and you don't want to publicly identify yourself quite yet at this point. Perhaps this is a new discovery or new belief for you. Uh, We would totally understand that you would not want to uh, identify yourself. In fact, you might even be a pastor who has come to disagree with your elders, uh, with your uh, own uh, denomination. Uh, Whatever the case may be, Uh, We understand that there are reasons why you would want to remain anonymous, but if you're just asking a general question on scripture, on theology, on doctrine, please give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. Don't go away. We will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, 
and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Armson's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Armson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atai in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. 
One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the Reformers, Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit... Tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener from a toy in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. If you're near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen, an Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com. Or call 717-258-4688. 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. 
I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White of the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step-by-step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this amazing deal. Anyone in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listening audience who purchases jewelry, purchases jewelry uh, valued at $100 or more from RoyalDiadem.com if they already have this piece of jewelry in stock, or if you have a custom-designed piece of jewelry created. Let's say you're getting engaged. You want to give your fiancé 
a custom designed engagement ring or perhaps you just want to give the wife that you've been married to for many years a new engagement ring because you can afford a better one now. Uh, or perhaps you want to turn your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your seminary logo, your denomination logo into a piece of jewelry or anything else that your creativity and imagination can conjure up. They will turn what's in your brain into a physical piece of jewelry and it will blow your mind. I've seen firsthand the mastery that they have over custom designing jewelry. Uh, I've seen and held in my hand uh, the jewelry they have created for friends of mine. And so I'm not exaggerating. They are masters at custom design jewelry. And remember, if you either purchase jewelry they already have or have something custom designed from royaldiadem.com, we at Iron Sharp and Zion Radio will receive 100% of the profits if you mention Chris Arnson of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. This is a limited time offer. We, don't, we do not know when they're pulling the plug on that offer. So please go to royaldiadem.com as soon as possible and either purchase jewelry or have custom design jewelry created. Start the, the process of that custom design product. And always mention that you heard about royaldiadem.com from Chris Arnson at uh, Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. We are now back with Jerry Johnson. We are talking about one man's journey from conditional salvation uh, to the peace, uh, security, and assurance of the perseverance and the preservation of the saints. If you have a question, send it to chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state and country of residence. Before I go more deeply into the doctrine and the scriptural evidence for it, for perseverance and preservation of the saints, I was just curious, how did your fellow Pentecostals from the Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee denomination, react to your adoption of of perseverance and preservation of the saints? I remember one guy, and he was kind of old at the time. We called him Old Man Joe. That's what he liked to be called. Oh, as long as he liked to be called that. (laughs) He liked to be called Old Man Joe, and he was a real sweet man, godly man. And I can remember he said to me, this was after I had left the church, and he goes, you still do believe in the Holy Spirit. And I was like flabbergasted. Of course I do. But I mean, that, that, that was the thing that I guess many of them really wanted to, uh, talk to me about. Make sure I still believe in the Holy Spirit. Of course, what they meant was the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, uh, but, I but you, 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 you didn't have any further antagonism for this no not really i mean because there are there are as you probably know there are christians who believe in uh the concept of conditional salvation that would vilify you as an absolute satanic heretic i I mean they will call it the once saved always saved heresy and of course while you and i believe in the truth that once you are truly saved, you are always saved. But unfortunately, Correct. many people who use that slogan, once saved, always saved, what they mean by it is once you, you think you're saved, 
you always yeah. are truly saved. And those two yeah, things once, are not. Once you have walked down an aisle and prayed a prayer, you're now saved. And, you know, the thing is, walking down an aisle, saying a prayer, that doesn't save you. It's not a uh, magic formula. It's just something that man invented. Uh, and we already talked about Charles Finney invented that. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the thing is, before we get into that too much, I wanted to go back to Colossians 2.13 real quick. Remember, I said, having forgiven you all trespasses. And what had hit my mind was that the passage was in the future tense, having forgiven you. And I remembered Revelation, what is it, uh, 13.8? It talks about Christ being the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And that's when that hit me. You know, how many of my sins were in the future when Christ died on the cross? Well, all of them, because Christ died circa 33 AD. We don't actually know the date. And all of my sins, I wasn't born until 1965. All of my sins were in the future. So, he already forgave me for all of my sins. And I thought, you know, that was really great. Now, real quick, I want to talk about the doctrine that they call eternal security. I told my wife this about a year ago. I said, you ever notice some of the most sinful people on Facebook when they have a loved one die, and I don't say anything to them, but every one of them believes that they're going to be in heaven. You're only going to be in heaven if you receive Christ as Lord and Savior. All right? Wishing you could be in heaven or thinking God takes everybody to heaven, that's not biblical. And uh, <clears throat> so when it comes to eternal security, see, the problem was, and I looked at it when I was debating this assembly of God pastor, and he was correct in his analogy. He said, suppose somebody gets saved and they live for Christ for 20 years. They're always at the their church. And we actually did this amazing grace. We, on the section on perseverance of the saints, we put this in there. And he said, and then they leave their wife for another woman. They backslide. Uh, they finally give up the faith considering it was just a phase they went through, and a year ago they died in a car accident, are you saying that this person is saved? I'm saying I don't know. Only God knows. I can't make that judgment. Um, but, but you know, if they were truly saved, and they might have been a grievous sin, that might have been the reason God called them home. They might never have been saved. In fact, if you look at, uh, what is it, John 10? No. Uh, well, there's man. a great there's a great verse in John 10 about this subject, John 10, 28. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to get to that in a second. But look at Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23. Jesus is speaking here to the disciples, and he says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth, doeth, I can't even talk, doeth 
<laughs> that was uh, probably because of the stroke. I'll say does. <laughs> yeah, let, let, I'm going to quick let my listeners know that my guest today, Jerry, suffered a stroke not long ago. In fact, you can hear his conversation with me about the stroke uh, by going to ironsharpensironradio.com and typing in Jerry Johnson in the search engine. And he's also lost a considerable portion of his hearing. So I just want to let our yeah. listeners know that. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second, but uh, I will tell you, uh, the, the, we, Jesus goes on to say, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. Now notice, they call him Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out demons in thy name? And in thy name done many wonderful works. You know what they never said? They never pleaded the blood of Christ. They pleaded their own efforts. And then he goes on to say, and then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. And I think That is really where the doctrine of eternal security, they really need to look at this. Uh, I mean, hard, because that is not what they're confessing. They're not confessing that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. They're not confessing the blood of Christ. They're not saying that is sufficient for their sins. What they're doing is they're touting their own works. Yes, and and Jesus said... He never knew them. He didn't say, I knew you once and you left right. me. But we have, we, we, I'll pick up, we, we'll pick up where you left off because we have to go to our midway break right now. Uh, if you have a question, folks, please send it to chrisarnson at gmail.com. Please be patient with us as the middle break in the show is always the longer break because Grace Life Radio 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida requires of us a longer break in the middle of the show uh, so that they can localize this program uh, geographically to Lake City, Florida, according to FCC regulations with their own public service announcements while we air our globally heard commercials. So please respond to our advertisers and keep them happy and also send in your questions to chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Bodie Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. 
Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. That's right, TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to thestandardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work 
utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com. For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. This is Daryl Bernard Harrison, co-host of the Just Thinking Podcast, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tom Buck. A First Baptist Church of Lindell, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Kent Keller of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Andrew Rapport, the founder and executive director at Striving for Eternity Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Mark Romaldi, pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Greenbrier, Tennessee, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Christopher Cookston, pastor of Prineville Community Church in Prineville, Oregon, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Matt Tarr, pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Larksville, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. 
This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessial in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And please, folks, always make solid-ground-books.com your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs. They bring back into print and publish for the first time Nothing but the finest in Christian literature dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our present day, including such modern-day authors as Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. That's solid-ground-books.com. Visit that site frequently, purchase generously, and always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnson 
of Iron Sharpen Zion Radio. Before I return to Jerry Johnson, our guest today, who is discussing one man's journey from conditional salvation to the peace, security, and assurance of the perseverance and the preservation of the saints, I just have a couple of very important announcements to make. If you love this show, folks, you don't want it to disappear. I'm urging you, please go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You could donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you prefer mailing in a physical check to a physical address via snail mail at your local post office, well, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can mail your checks made payable to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. If you want to advertise with us, whether it's your church, your parachurch ministry, your business, your professional practice like a law firm or a medical firm, or maybe it's just a special event you want to promote, well, just send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line as long as whatever it is you desire to promote is compatible with what I believe. You don't have to believe identically with me, but you need to be promoting something at the very least compatible with what I believe. I would love to help you launch an ad campaign quickly because we are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations. Let me remind you that I never want anybody giving their own church where they are a member less money than they're accustomed to giving their church every Lord's Day in order to give a financial gift to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. In other words, never cut in to the money or carve out of the money that you have set aside for, your, for giving to your own church on the Lord's Day in order to bless us financially. Never do that. Also, if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, please wait until you are back on your feet and more stable financially before you send us a financial gift. Two things that are very clear in the scripture about our finances is that we are commanded to provide for our church and for our families. Providing for my radio show is obviously not a command of God. But if you have extra money above and beyond your ability to obey those two commands, you have extra money collecting interest in the bank, you have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes, please share some of that money with us if you really care about the show, if you really love it, and you don't want it to go away. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. Also, if you are not a member of a biblically faithful, Christ-honoring, doctrinally sound, uh, theologically solid church, no matter where you live on the planet Earth, I may be able to help you find a church, uh, no matter where you live on the globe, because I've already helped many people all over the planet Earth, find churches sometimes even within just a few minutes from where they live. So I may be able to help you too. Send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put I need a church in the subject line. Last but not least, I'm urging our listeners to attend a conference coming up March 3rd through the 5th in Milton, Florida. It is the first annual First Love Ministries Bible Conference First Love Ministries is the organization that live streams this show on First Love Radio, and they have a, a wonderful panel of speakers, including uh, my uh, dear friend for many years, uh, Pastor Joe over at First Love Radio, 
and there are other speakers on the panel as well. So please uh, go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org, and find out more about the conference and how you could register. That's March 3rd through the 5th. It's absolutely free of charge. And uh, please tell them that you heard about them from Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Uh, also, if you have a question for our guest today, Jerry Johnson, on uh, perseverance and preservation of the saints, send us an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com. Chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least city and state and country of residence. Uh, Jerry, I don't know if you had anything to add to what you were saying before we went to the break, uh, but if not, perhaps we can examine some texts that... I don't even rem- remember what I was saying, brother. <laughs> well, That's how quick it goes these days. Well, so- let, let, me, uh, let me go to the very heart of what we're addressing. I think that our, Mini- that our Arminian brethren, and obviously there are many... Uh, people who agree in part or in whole with evangelical Arminianism, but they never use that phrase. They refuse to wear that as a title. But those who reject the Reformed understanding of perseverance and the preservation of the saints. Uh, I think very often the problem lies, and you could agree or disagree with me, the problem lies uh, just as their problem uh, in rejecting limited atonement or definite atonement or particular redemption, they are more concerned over who is being uh, being died for in regard to the cross of Christ, the humans involved in this equation. They're more concerned about that than what Christ has actually done and accomplished uh, and 100% finished on the cross. And the same would go to what salvation really is, uh, what eternal life is. Uh, For instance, if we go to John 17, uh, verses 2 and 3, just as you, meaning God, gave him authority over all mankind, so that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. And this eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. They, right. s- they seem to be not understanding that if people receive eternal life, the word eternal has a meaning. It, yes. it doesn't mean temporary, right? Or, or it doesn't mean theoretically eternal. It means eternal. So therefore, something that is eternal cannot be broken or ended or shortened. Right. And you know what's really interesting about that passage? Of course, that's Christ's high priestly prayer. <clears throat> but look how many times he says, give, you gave, they're mine. I mean, is God the Father going to take them away? I mean, no. Amen. So <clears throat> that is a very powerful passage, and you have to remember Christ was praying, and he even says there, I kept my word. So do we think he was praying correctly? I I do. But yes, so why? And everybody should. And in fact, even, yeah. even when we go to another classic passage in the scripture, uh, John 10, 28, I was uh, hinting at it before. Right. Well, let, let me start with uh, 27. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, 
and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And right. They, it's like it's like if you're really all right, Christ has them, nobody can snatch them out of your his hand. And if you're a little thick, let me get it to you. My father, who's greater than all, nobody can snatch him out of his hand. So it's kind of a double assurance there that you get. And you understand it's Christ and the Father. You're in their hands. So nobody can snatch you out. Now, I did have, I quoted this passage to Dwayne, and he said, well, it doesn't say you can't snatch yourself out. Yeah, you can't jump out. I said, I said, Dwayne, no one, wouldn't that include me? Wouldn't include if I, I couldn't walk away if I wanted to. I didn't. I hated my life at that point when I believed in conditional salvation. But uh, when I realized that I was in Christ's hands, that I was in the Father's hands, a a calm, a peace came over me that I can't even describe because I realized my salvation start now and future never depended on me. It depended on God. And the reason why no one could be snatched out of the Father's hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all. I mean, we who are of the elect have been given to Christ by the father. So the whole concept of jumping out of the father's hand is ridiculous if the father gave us to Christ. You know, I I don't want to get too long into a discussion about Reformed theology, um, the whole thing, but I loved when I interviewed Dr. R.C. Sproul, he said something that actually made it into the Amazing Grace documentary. And he said, I know of no other system of salvation that gives God all the glory. And I thought that was really great that he said that. Amen. In fact, every Arminian, uh, every non-Calvinist, every non-Reformed Christian will say that. They will say, oh, I give God all the glory, but they don't logically and consistently do that. Uh, And brother, yeah, I will tell you this. When I was an Arminian, now, of course, I didn't understand the term. I didn't know it. I've since then read the works of Arminius, and, you know, he he has some good points, not on this, uh, but Arminius, not everything he believed was wrong. Um, actually, I believe Arminius was a beautiful man. You know, he loved the Lord. He, uh, if, if you read his life story, if you read his theology, there are some things that are wrong. But I mean, there's probably things about my theology that are wrong. So I don't, I don't require somebody to be a, 100% of an agreement with me. My wife doesn't even do that. And we're fixing to have our 35th wedding anniversary. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's in about two weeks. So 35 years. So, but, but, uh, what I was going to say is I don't require somebody to be, and neither does God's word qu- require somebody to be a theologian before God saves them. 
He saves you in your ignorance. And I was very ignorant. And, you know, I can't tell you how ignorant I was. But as I read his word and as things started to come about, he opened up a little bit more of my own understanding. And that that I greatly thank him for. But uh, the, 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 the thing when I realized that I could persevere in Christ, that it changed my whole outlook on things. By the way, let me just read real quick, unless you want to add something, brother. Well, let me just, in case I forget to read this later, don't forget what you were about to say. But one of the, um, the, the greatest influences upon those who reject perseverance and preservation of the saints is anecdotal stories or personal experiences. They will say, look, I had a pastor for 30 years. The man was the most humble, biblically literate, and faithful man that I ever knew. And the man, out of the blue, we found out that he was having an affair with another man, let's say. He was a homosexual. He abandoned the faith. He's an atheist now. That's proof that you could lose your salvation. But the thing is, in 1 John 2, verse 19, it says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For yeah. if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they yes. went out so that it would be evident that they all are not of us. It's a very simply explained situation. No matter what we think we are seeing and experiencing, our eyes and our minds are fooling us. These people are doing a very good job of, of imitating a Christian. And when it, did no, when it no longer suited them uh, to uh, put on the charade, they may not have even been conscious that it was a charade, they just abandoned it. And then, right. And then you could move on with what you were saying. Yeah, what I was going to do is I'm going to read from the Westminster Confession. It's chapter 17, and I just want to give people a definition of what we're talking about here. <clears throat> so the, the Westminster, Westminster Divines said this, Article 1, They whom God hath, has, hath accepted in his beloved, that's Christ, effectually called and sanctified by his spirit can neither nor finally fall away from the state of grace, but shall pers persevere therein to the end and be eternally saved. So, and it goes down in, in, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to read it fast, brother. So forgive me if I slur, slur my words. Uh, article three, nevertheless, they may, through the temptations of Satan and of the world, the prevalency of corruption remaining in them, and the neglect of the means of preservation fall into grievous sin and for a time continue therein, whereby they incur God's displeasure, grieve his Holy Spirit, come to be deprived of some measures of their grace and comforts, and have their hearts hardened and their consciences wounded, uh, hurt and scandalized by others and bring temporal judgment upon themselves. And I really think the Westminster divines 
really hit the nail on the head with this one. So I wanted to give people kind of a a context of what we're talking about. I want them to understand that what we're talking about is not eternal security, that you can sin all you want, and, you know, there's no consequences for that. If you believe that you can walk down an aisle, say a prayer, and then live for the devil the rest of your life, you're not saved. I'm sorry. That is not the Bible. Amen. And by the way, we must make it clear to our listeners that not everybody who uses the term eternal security, even R.C. Sproul sometimes used it, uh, not, everybody, right. not everybody that uses that term believes in the, uh, the deformed version of that where people can live like Satan unrepentantly forever uh, until they die and still be deemed uh, he- heaven-bound regenerate people. And see, Chris, this is actually what I was telling my wife about a year ago. I sit there and I look on Facebook and I see our friends and some of them belong to the lodge that we belong to. And I mean, I I will see their mother died or their friend died or their sister or brother. And I mean, this person never went to church, never read his word, never did anything they, they, you know, were involved in all sorts of sin. Now, I ultimately do not know them, but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to extend the right hand of fellowship to them because I don't believe they're saved. Now, maybe they are. I don't know. That's up to God. <clears throat> but if I go by his word, um, they weren't. They were never saved, but they always write, oh, I'm going to be up there in heaven with you before long. Well, not if you don't receive Christ as Lord and Savior, you're not. Well, we do have a listener, and this listener chooses to be anonymous, and he says, I disagree with my own church over the issue over which you are discussing. I am having a problem, though, with the repetition of Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1, to oppose my view that Jesus only died for the elect, and therefore if he died for them, they will never lose their salvation. The verse reads, But false prophets also appeared among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Can you please explain this? As yeah, that is that is actually, that is definitely the most problematic verse for a Calvinist. Yeah, we actually covered this in uh, uh, the Amazing Grace documentary. And by the way, just so uh, people know, it is online on YouTube and it's free, so you can watch the whole thing, all four hours of it. But. Uh, <clears throat> Let me, I'm going to look this passage up real quick, brother. And while you're doing I, that, I'm giving our listeners our email address again. It's chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least, city and state and country of, pres- of residence. And while you're looking for it, I'll throw out what I remember R.C. Sproul's answer to this was. He said that Peter was treating the uh, people the false prophets and false teachers that were masquerading as Christians, he was treating them according to their own profession. They claimed that Christ died for them, 
but they, uh, their behavior and teaching was denying the master who bought them according to their profession. Uh, so, so in other words, he, Christ did not die for these people. He was, Peter was treating them or, or describing them ac- according to the way they described themselves that Jesus died for them, whether or not you accept that uh, interpretation. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I will tell you this. The word Lord there is actually not the common word that's used right. in the New Testament. Like a dictator. It's not curios, yeah, dictator. which is often ascribed to the Lord Jesus. And notice, the Lord Jesus is not mentioned in this, in this passage, and his atonement is not mentioned. Despotos so, is a word I believe is used. Despotos, yeah, that is correct. So it actually means creator. <clears throat> It's uh, the one who rules, if you will. It's where we get our English word, despot. All right? And then it says, uh, even denying the Lord that bought them. And the word bought there, I actually do not think is a good translation, but it kind of gives the idea that as the despot, as the creator of all, he owns them. So Christ even owns the unbelievers of the unregenerate. And so the Lord that bought them is not talking about the Lord Jesus Christ that shed his blood for them, but God who made them and owns them. Uh, so in other words, you say, you're saying that you believe the, the superior English translation would, that would be even denying the creator who formed them or made them. Yes, I would. Okay. So I would think that, that that to me is a better understanding, but that is what the unbelievers are doing. So, but I do want this uh, brother or sister, whoever it is, to realize that the word Lord and the word Balt uh, are two different things. That, that the Lord is the despot and Balt them is created them, owns them. So that's what I would say. And we have another anonymous listener. I had a feeling that this subject would evoke questions from anonymous people. Another anonymous person says, how long of a period of time should we consider a person lost if they are living in rebellion and unrepentance? That's a very good question because the Bible doesn't say. No, it doesn't. But but at the same time, don't you agree that a person, while they are in the state of rebellion, they should not comfort themselves thinking they are truly of the elect or saved. No, I would agree. And and the church should not either. Yes. That is one reason I strongly believe in church discipline. L- 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 let's take something, uh, an analogy, if you will, sort of anecdotal. If a person had gone to our church for 10 years and, you know, they started robbing banks, and we found out about it. We would call them to repentance. They need to stop doing that. And suppose they did it, and demand and, that, and demand that they tithe as well. <laughs> <I'm only kidding. laughs> yeah. Suppose they did it. So what we could do is we could actually bring them before the church, acknowledge their sin, and put them out of the church. That means basically that we're not giving them assurance of the uh, covenant community. 
Now, they may be saved. I don't know. But the thing is, our church treats them like a mission field. So we're not going to extend the right hand of fellowship. That doesn't mean we're, you know, not going to say hello to them in the grocery store. But we are going to present the gospel to them because they still need the gospel. Now, maybe they're saved. Maybe not. We don't know. We don't know, but we have to treat them as if they are in danger of hell. Right. And they they should view themselves and they should view themselves that way. Yep. And that's why when, when we bring somebody before the church and we excommunicate them. Now we're not excommunicating people because they put too much salt on their potatoes. All right. We're not uh, excommunicating somebody because they don't believe that the Pope is the king, you know, or the, the vicar of Christ or they don't like the Miami Dolphins, that's not the reason. We're not doing something goofy like that. It's if they reject the gospel and they are uh, doing grievous sins, we're doing that because we love them, not because we hate them. We feel sorry for them, if anything, because right now they're not in Christ. They're not in the church. They're not in the visible covenant community. In fact... I think this is where it's important to emphasize the second description in our view. Very often, Reformed people will just refer to the perseverance of the saints. But it, I think, is equally, if not more important, to highlight the preservation of the saints. The reason we persevere is that we're being preserved by God himself. And, yes. and that does not mean that we live sinlessly, as John Wesley potentially believed people could achieve that. Of Obviously, he was no Calvinist. Uh, but uh, that when we fall into sin, we don't remain there. We don't wallow there. We don't surrender to that. We will rise up in repentance and live lives of obedience again. Not that that will ever be perfect obedience. As you said, every one of us sin every day. In fact, right. in fact, John MacArthur once uh, classically said, "If I could lose my salvation, I would." <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and that's the way I felt. Right. I mean, I really felt that way. So I know what he's meaning. The thing is, when I looked in that mirror in the bathroom and I said, "Woe to God that I was back in Egypt," I understood what I meant. Why did you reveal yourself to me, Lord? You've made my life miserable, you know, and that was true. And and just something else for people to understand. I've had a stroke. You mentioned earlier, I woke up Tuesday morning, and this is something uh, I would appreciate everybody praying about. I lost 90% of my hearing in my right ear. And so I got hearing aids in now, or I couldn't hear anything. You would sound like a big mumbled mess, like one of Charlie Brown's parents or something. So (laughs) I will tell you this, though, everything that's happened to me, I'm kind of looking forward. I'm really looking forward to eternity. And and I'm not saying that tongue in cheek. I'm glad that after I had the stroke, I'm glad I'm alive. But part of me, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. You know, Paul said that in the, or 
the writer of Hebrews, I should say, said that in uh, Hebrews 9.27, or was it 9.22? Always mix those two up. <clears throat> but anyway, um, it, it wouldn't have hurt my feelings at all to be with the Lord right now. So I've had all this stuff happen to me, and I'm not going to leave the Lord because I know that this is temporary. This is not my home. So what do I have to worry about? What do I have to complain about? I mean, the Lord can do whatever he wants. And if he wants to glorify himself through me, let him do it. Amen. And uh, the uh, the text uh, actually is uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 5, verse 8. Uh, as far Which as, one? Uh, to be absent from the body. No, I thought it was Hebrews. Oh. Hebrews. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Now he got me wondering. Uh, Am I losing we're, my we're, mind? We're, maybe we're both right. But but while you're we looking, could be. We're looking while you're looking that up. Look, I'm going to have to go to the final break. It's going to be a lot briefer than the other breaks. If you have a question, send it in immediately because we're rapidly running out of time. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. James White of Alton Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. 
We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Armson's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnzen is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app 
and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reform Rookie Podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. As host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, I frequently get requests from listeners for church recommendations. A church I've been strongly recommending as far back as the 1980s is Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey, pastored by Alan Dunn. Grace Covenant Baptist Church believes it's God's prerogative to determine how he shall be worshipped and how he shall be represented in the world. They believe churches need to turn to the Bible to discover what to include in worship and how to worship God in spirit and truth. Grace Covenant Baptist Church endeavors to maintain a God-centered focus, reading, preaching, and hearing the Word of God, Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, baptism, and communion are the scriptural elements of their corporate worship, performed with faith, joy, and sobriety. Discover more about Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey at gcbcnj.squarespace.com. That's gcbcnj.squarespace.com. Or call them at 908 996-7654. That's 908-996-7654. Tell Pastor Dunn that you heard about Grace Covenant Baptist Church on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. 
This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com Hi, I'm Buzz Taylor. Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Pastor Nate Pickowitz of Harvest Bible Church in Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rich Jensen of Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Sule Prince of Oakwood Wesleyan Church in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor John Sampson of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck Volo of New Life Community Church in Kingsville, Maryland, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Steve Herford of Eastport Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. 
I'm Pastor Roy Owens Jr. of the Church at Friendship in Hockley, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnson on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on post-Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Welcome back. I just want to quickly remind our listeners, if you are a man in ministry leadership, you are invited to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Free Pastors Luncheon. This will be held Thursday, April 13th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Church of the Living Christ in Loisville, Pennsylvania, featuring guest speakers Dr. William Webster and David T. King. Absolutely free of charge, and not only will you have a free meal and hear these speakers for free, everybody attending will receive a heavy sack of free brand new books personally selected by me for major publishers all over the United States and United Kingdom. The three days following that, uh, Dr. Webster and Pastor King 
uh, will be involved in the three-day Bible conference that's also absolutely free at a different church, uh, Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And it will be on the theme, the gospel, uh, removed by Rome, rescued by the reformers, and rejected by modern evangelicals. If you want more details on all of these events, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com, and put uh, luncheon and conference in the subject line. Uh, Jerry Johnson, I would like you to have uninterrupted about three minutes to summarize what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners today. All right. I got three things, actually. So I wanted to say, you were right. It is 2 Corinthians 5, 8. <laughs> the past eight, I don't admit I'm wrong often. <laughs> so the uh, passage in Hebrews 9.27 is appointed unto all men once to die, and then comes the judgment. And of course, I don't fear the judgment because I have Christ on my side. <clears throat> Second thing I did want to say is I read Bill Webster's book 20 years ago, The Church of Rome at the Bar of History. Amen. I read that thing and I was like, man, I have got to meet this guy. And I met him and we struck up a friendship. He is a great guy. I did hear that his wife passed away. Please tell Bill hello from me. I will. All right. And I really wanted to leave your listeners with this. And this comes from Jude chapter 24. Or I'm sorry. Chapter. There are no chapters. Verse 24 and 25. And this is what Jude says when he's signing off. He says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to I want to thank you so much for being a superb guest as you always are, Jerry. I look forward to your frequent return to the program. In fact, I will email you a calendar of dates that are available for you to come back. I want to thank everybody who listened, especially those who took the time to write in questions. And I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater savior than you are a sinner. Yes. Uh, amen, and I look forward to Hearing from my listeners, as always, uh, tomorrow on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And we are going to be featuring a friend of Jerry Johnson, Zach Sains. And I may be mispronouncing that. but he, Nope, that's correct. And he is, has, is going to be discussing his ministry to bikers. Yeah, and I, I, real quick. The first time I met Zach, I was like, this guy's a Christian? <laughs> I mean... He's wearing, you know, Harley Davidson, uh, cut and a shirt and he looked like, uh, something you wouldn't bring home to mama. And he was the <laughs> nicest guy I had ever met. Amen. Well, I look forward to the conversation tomorrow. God bless you all. Thank you, sir.